in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to bring to you amazing artists from around the world of contemporary Christian music and worship, bringing to you big names and also new names. And I'm very pleased to welcome to the show for the very first time after we hear this track, someone that until today I've really not known much about. So we're going to be hearing from Josiah Queen uh, after we hear this first track. And this track is called I Am Barabbas. How can it be? cross I was a prisoner till you bought my bond with blood and I can't run away from what my accusers say cause I am Barabbas I am Barabbas your And that was I Am Bravis by Josiah Queen. Hey, Josiah, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, Gordon? <laughs> I'm, I'm well. I, I think I think what's up, Gordon, means how are you doing? So I'm going to yeah, say I'm well. We, yeah, that's what we say here in America. So so whereabouts are you in America? Uh, I'm in uh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Okay. Yep. So so which is which is not great when there's hurricanes and all the rest of it but generally looks like a beautiful place to be i guess yeah well actually this last hurricane that came by hit right right i technically live in a city called hudson florida and it hit us directly on but luckily my house uh wasn't affected too much by it so yeah i i i didn't know when i mentioned hurricanes that you're just being nearly hit by one so that not good news but i'm glad that you're okay (laughs) so so the rest of the town was it all right yeah yeah it was pretty good i mean there was it was um it's kind of closer to the coast that people are affected more by it and actually that's where my parents house is so i helped them sandbag up and you know we luckily the water stayed out so okay okay well that's good that's good news pleased to hear it so we don't often have hurricanes in the uk so um, although the last time the last time that i can remember a proper hurricane in the uk I actually was out camping uh, with with the military that night, so uh, it was it was a crazy night. So, but anyway, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, but on to the subject that you're here through for really, which uh, yeah. is to talk about your ministry, your walk with Jesus. You're a young guy. How how young are you, sir? I'm twenty. Twenty. Okay, so not the youngest person we've had on the show, but at the younger end of the spectrum, I think it would be fair to say. So, I would be interested to know as a starter, really, about your your walk with Jesus. Tell us about how you came to be a Christian in the first place and also where did music come into all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up um, I grew up in church. My parents are both um, pastors. My mom's a kids pastor, like a kids church. Um, she runs our kids church ministry. And my dad, he runs our high school, young adults, and even the middle school ministry at our church. So I grew up in church. Uh, I loved going to church. Um, but you know, I think there's a difference between like knowing Jesus, like knowing about Jesus and like knowing him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah. so I remember, um, I was like nine or 10, maybe a little older, I, to be honest with you. I don't remember the exact age, but my mom and dad, they uh, were young adults pastors at the time. And they dragged, they took me and all my brothers to Kansas city for like a young adults conference. And, you know, I wasn't supposed to, uh, they had a kid's ministry area and it's awesome, but they, I was like, I begged my mom, like, please just let me go in the adult service. So we went in the adult service and 
Uh, there was a guy playing piano. His name was John Thurlow. He's awesome. But yeah, he was playing piano. And I just remember like at that moment, nobody was praying for me. Nobody was like laying hands on me or talking to me. I just really felt um, the presence of God really strong. And I, at that moment, like I just truly like felt like God was closer in my life. And I invite and like I after that, I saw all those you know people older than me searching after God. I never for a, for a second was like, I'm too young. You know, they they're like they're doing it. I want to do it too. So, um, yeah, my life was completely changed after that. I and I remember coming home, and you know, I was a classic like kid playing video games and stuff. Um, but I remember that all my desires changed after that, and I came home, and I wanted to learn how to play piano. So I um, learned a couple chords, and we I sat down at the piano for hours during the summer. And the conference we we went to the church, they taught like reading. Um, and singing out of the scriptures, like they would go up there, they'd do worship, and then it, somebody would just read a scripture and they would sing the scripture. And so I started writing music, um, found myself by just literally starting at Psalms 1 and reading it and ripping off David's songs, like made of my own. And then I just would go to Psalms 2, Psalms, you know, do it all the way um, and to the end and just keep doing that over and over again. And I think so, me, so you said it was you were about age 10 when you went to the conference. Was was this still literally like almost right after it that you started? Oh, right after. I mean, like, you know, obviously it takes time to learn. But for piano, it's like I learned four chords, you know, in the key of C, which is like the easiest key to play. And I would, you know, play them on the same four chords over and over again. And, you know, I would obviously sing other worship music and songs we sing at church. But really, my heart and I just love being able to, like, talk to God in my own way, you know, sing my own songs. And so, yeah, man, I mean, I don't really remember. I remember writing my first song when I was like, I think it was when I was 12 or 13, I was excited about it. I thought it was the best song in the entire world. And yeah, (laughs) man, I I showed it to everybody at our like BBS when I was a kid. I thought it was so cool. But yeah, man, I just literally, my like my life ever since that has been writing music for Jesus and more of as like a prayer to him and asking him to reveal himself, like not like through the scriptures, and through those scriptures, being able to make songs out of them. So, yeah. Okay. And that song that you thought was the best song in the world, uh, arguably might be, I don't know. Do, do you still remember it? Oh, oh, I remember it. Oh, man. I have, do you got, remember have you got a guitar can, can or a piano a, right by you? Can I sing it a cappella for you? Yeah, <laughs> we would love you to. No, no, hey, wait, hey, wait. You are my shepherd. You are my shield. You are my fortress. You are my rock. And then this is a classic one. Singing hallelujah, singing hallelujah. That's it. There was no other part. It was just that. And I thought it was the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> well, I suspect, I suspect that God actually really <laughs> rather liked it. So, you know, yeah. if God likes it, I think that's a big thumbs up. So, yeah, he definitely did. And I think my, my I, lo- I just loved writing music for him. I think that that song, I would sing it over and over and over again. Wow, so, wow. that yeah. is beautiful. So, uh, and I, I guess your parents were really pretty chuffed because obviously to see their son not just making a commitment, but actually being so excited and passionate about singing and writing and learning more about God is, I would say, quite quite unusual at that age, really, isn't it? I, I, think, I think so. And honestly, my parents... Um, they're the most one some of the most i think they're the most closest to perfect people i've ever met in my entire life they're genuinely the most god-fearing people i've ever met in my entire life and all me and all my siblings actually we just got done playing this past weekend in michigan we were talking about that and my two brothers uh 
one of them plays drums for me and one of them plays bass for me. And so they, oh, they, wow. yeah. And they're 15 and 18 and they traveled with me. My mom, I've been, uh, ever since I was 12 years old, she, she travels around and she's like, um, we go around the churches wherever the doors open. It doesn't matter if there's 10 people, a hundred, you know, whatever they open their doors for us. And, um, she'll go and she'll speak and we teach on like just how to share, um, the gospel with people. And we literally go and knock on people's doors for churches and, tell people about Jesus and we run prayer meetings with them. And then I would lead worship with that, her. So I've been doing that ever since I was 12. So it's like a family affair. That is to, to me, right, I, I know some of my listeners will probably disagree, but to me, that sounds utterly awesome. I'm like, <laughs> what, what a cool thing and all the family doing stuff together. So what I'm, I'm, it sounds like you're happy to go to sort of any sort of church that's, that's inviting you. What sort of church is it that your parents are a part of that you go to? Yeah, it's our church is called um, Calvary Chapel Worship Center. It's it's a non denominational church in our um, in our in our area. We've been they've been serving there um, ever since I was a kid. That's the church I grew up in, and you know I lead worship there, and I actually teach in kids church on Sunday every other Sunday. So you know my we it's we uh, the thing about serving at church is that I don't feel like you serve in one place. You do a lot of everything. So it's like oh someone needs to clean this room all right i guess i'm cleaning up you know a room or i'm doing this so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I've been everything from a church leader to also being mm. the guy who checks the loser clean uh, in a church, and it, it's been it's been great being mm. involved in so many different things. But um, I've got to say, I have also done kids min kids ministry, I should say, and I love it. Have so much fun. So absolutely. Um, and I honestly, to to go off on that is that I truly believe that God put me in that place. You know, when you go and teach in kids church, what do you teach? You teach the Bible stories from Genesis. We go all the way to revelation and you really read just straight from the Bible. And we, we kind of get one point out of it. And if you think about it with songs, that's kind of what you do. You get one point out of a song. Right. And so that's kind of like where God has put in me, like to write music about the stories of the Bible and about these things in the Bible is because, um, probably from kids church and just teaching the scriptures to little to kids and seeing them, their eyes light up and them really getting it, you know, and I don't think you ever get too old for the, for the Bible stories. So. Wow. Oh, go on then. You better tell me what, what is your favorite Bible story and why? Oh, oh man. My favorite Bible story. That is, oh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I mean, I've always loved, I've always loved the story of Moses and him going up to the mountain. And, um, but you know, I feel like it switches so often, but I loved reading recently. No, I'm switching it. I'm so sorry. I'm switching it. I already know what it is. John the Baptist. John the Baptist is my favorite because it's hit me so much in this recent season of my life is that, um, I think it's, I've, I don't want to, it's in the beginning of John. And I remember it was like, Jesus, um, John the Baptist, has said all of Israel was going to get baptized by him. So that's like a lot of people, you know, and then but then there was a moment where Jesus and all of his, well, his disciples start baptizing people and everybody's going to them. And um, some of John's disciples are like, you know, like, like, John, they're all going to get baptized by them. No one's coming to us to get baptized. And John just and he doesn't complain. He's not like, you know, he's not like, you know throwing himself a pity party. He's like, I must decrease. So he must increase. And I just think that was like, hit me. Cause I'm like, I heard God speak to me. He's like, what if all the influence, what if all the music you ever had got deleted and everybody just like, for, would you be okay with that? 
And that's a really challenging thing for me. So that's literally been in the back of my mind recently, that story. So I guess I have a hard time picking one, but that one's just been in my heart recently. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. If I, if I look back to 20-year-old me, I don't think 20-year-old me was as mature as 20-year-old you, uh, in, in fairness. Um, so uh, I'm pretty sure I, I was married when I was 20, so I'm pretty sure my wife would verify that despite the fact that I was married when I was 20, I was still... I'm married too. I'm married too. So I told You're married as well? Yes, sir. We got uh, me and my wife, Trinity, and she's in the kitchen. We just got home, so we're, we're cleaning up merch. There's merch. Our T-shirts are everywhere. Um, it's on the counter. So she's cleaned up in there, but yep, we've been married for three months now. Oh. So very long time. Uh, yeah. So. And well, congratulations. I actually had no idea that you were married. So there you go. I, I think, <laughs> I think that absolutely totally surprised me. So, um, so probably, so were you 20 when you got married? I was 20 when I got married. Yep. And she's 19. So oh. actually we were long distance for three years. So her, um, parents are pastors in Iowa and open Bible church and, uh, in a small town, Waverly, Iowa. And I was traveling, I mean, four years ago and my mom was preaching and I went and led worship and I met her and, you know, we'd start, we just wrote letters and message back and forth for, and then, you know, three years later we got married. So long story short. No, I love that story. That is <laughs> ultimately cool. So no, I, have you. I have a question for you. Sure. Now being in the UK, do you know, have you ever heard of Iowa? I, so, you know what? It's somewhere in the middle and there's great big fields for farming. How did I do? Okay, good, good. What What is their main uh, thing they grow? If you could get that right, then. I'm going to go with maize. Nope, corn. I don't know oh. if it's, it's corn. Okay. It's okay. It's, you, I would give you, you get a B plus. A B plus? Well, B plus is okay. So that's, um, yeah, better than I did some of <laughs> my other exams. So. <laughs> okay so so what a wonderful thing so you met your wife trinity four years ago while you were out basically serving churches totally randomly she where, where is she at the moment she's a, yeah she's in the kitchen she go and get trinity trinity <laughs> she's coming you're you're getting on this Hello. <laughs> hey, Trinity. I I just wanted to say I only just found out that this guy is married, and uh, and then I found out you were in the kitchen. So we thought we'd better bring you on to the interview oh as well. She, listen, she actually kicked me out. I was in the living room, and she said, "She said I have to go. I'm going in the music room to do the podcast." So. <laughs> that, uh, well, that's that's fair enough. So, are, are you musical yourself, Trinity? No. Yes. Yeah, I play guitar, but like I just did it so that I could be on the worship team with all my friends growing up but I as soon as I got married and was off the worship team I stopped playing but she's I, very good she's very good and no. a great singer and she loves to dance <laughs> she loves ah yes okay well I'm I, because it's radio I'm not gonna ask you to dance uh, so but um <laughs> so you managed to escape that one uh so so you got married three months ago what has been the most surprising thing about getting married? I think honestly, the most surprising thing has just been seeing like how much God is just like completely, we've always lived lives like full of Jesus, like being pastors, kids and everything. But like just seeing God just completely take the wheel and take over and see how he's just provided and given us so many opportunities like i think that's definitely been the most surprising thing for sure and i think it's like seeing god 
use us like you know you always hear like becoming one and god like but seeing literally god use us as like one force rather yeah. than be two separate like me going over here and her over there you know wow so hey that's yeah. I'm, I'm still i'm still shocked i'm still surprised so what you didn't hear trinity was i was 20 when i got married many many years ago and but my wife beat you because she was 18 and you were 19 but uh. <laughs> other than that it's, and so so this is 30 something years later and still loving being married so so um i'm really uh. i'm really pleased to see you guys uh, starting out your journey and just looking like god's right in the middle of it so and Mar so, i'm sorry trinity i know you didn't expect to be interviewed on the radio station no you're good nice meeting you can't you. go yet i haven't i haven't yet asked the next question oh okay so, so what is the thing that you're praying for josiah right now Honestly, I think the thing that I'm praying most for him is that just God's will would be done in his life and in his music. You know, I think it's really easy to pray for all of these big things, but sometimes that's not what God has for some people, you know? So I just pray every step of the way that God's will would be done. It sounds cliche, but through every step, I just want what God wants. We both, that's what yeah, we both want. We so want, yeah. So. Brilliant. Okay. Well, it's very nice to meet you. Bless you, Trinity. Thanks for joining us today. Bye. <laughs> that was, I did not expect that. No, no, I didn't expect that either. So you're wearing DC Talk t-shirt. Well, I didn't see, was oh, she wearing man. a band t-shirt? I was wearing, um, she's wearing an Ohio State t-shirt. Oh, but yeah, God. actually we met, one of the reasons we started talking is because I put on my Instagram story, the DC Talk song. I, I grew up, I like DC Talk, but not anything in comparison to what she she was like she memorized every song like she has the cds and all that so we kind of bonded over that and so when we got married we got uh or before we got married i got us each dc talk t-shirts from like the original ones so that yeah. is pretty cool okay yeah i i i am also a dc talk fan so um let's so uh, i've got i've got the cds as well so and and actually i'm <laughs> right here i've got i've got it's not quite dc talk but i have got i've got a little Newsboys poster. I can't think you can see it. No, it's, it's uh, disappointing. Uh, yeah, no, from from when I saw them earlier in the year uh, in Nashville. I, so, I, so that was nice as well. Anyway, so um, great. Let's get back to the interview. I got totally distracted by chatting to <laughs> to your wife there. So um, so okay, let's let's find out about these trips you're doing. You're going to various places. So yesterday, uh, so we're recording this in early fall 2023 just for people who might be listening on, on some sort of playback in the future it gives you a little marker in the sand so to speak fall 2023 you've just been to detroit um and you were ministering there yesterday flew back in 2am this morning or something and yes sir and you've got more things lined up this month so how many how many times are you going on the road each month well um so I was also in, we went to Detroit and then we were in Muskegon, which is on the other side of uh, Michigan on Friday. And then we were in Orlando a couple weeks ago, which is like pretty close to us, Orlando, Florida. And then, uh, yeah, we're, next week we're flying to California and we're going to be in uh, Los Angeles. And Sunday we're in San Bartonino, California. I, I always mess up that. And then, and then we're going to be uh, near St. Louis, Missouri the next week. But yeah uh we're yeah I, it's really uh, this month is the busiest of the of, of our months it kind of um there's a couple of things popping up here and there but i just decided to try to s just see uh, how many people would come out if we did like these little pop-up concerts you know so and and how are they going oh i think they're all, i mean it's greater than i could ever you know um dream like dream of you know like my dream as any i think a lot of musicians dreams it's like people would know the words of your songs and so come in 
and you know and it's seeing people show up with like your shirt and you're like what the heck you know they have my shirt on and they know the words from these songs but also to be able to one do it with trinity like i was saying like us doing it together that's and then doing it with my brothers and and my mom was even there and so it's like a you know that's cool and then you know being able to so normally she preaches and it leads into the song fishes and loaves which is a really close uh like a song for us so i really wrote it from you know about our relationship but we can talk it late i'll talk about that later but yeah so she'll lead she'll preach about it uh kind of leading the story about the boy with his fishes and loaves and then i'll start um doing um that song and then we pray over it we actually invite people to come up if they have things they want to give god and um we pray for people and it's amazing and you know every single night so far there's been people who dedicate their life to christ or whenever you know we do that at the end we pray for them we lay hands on them you know we encourage them and it's just everybody walks away and it's just like and it's really cool for me it's like i never want to be in a place where i'm too you know, where I can't go and have a conversation with these people. So I'm, I, you know, staying there an hour or two after we're done and we're just talking to people. And because, you know, sometimes these people are driving four hours away. There were some people who drove like four or five hours away just to come. And, wow. you know, and I want to make sure. So we talked with them. We just, you know, get to know these people. And they're really cool. A lot of them are college age students. So they're going to Bible college or, you know, they're, you know, they're going to other colleges. It's really, it's really cool to connect with people that are my age, you know, so. And, and so people are traveling at, at quite a distance because obviously they've heard your music, they like your music, they want to, and that's a long way to travel. I've got to be honest. I, I think in the UK we'd go, well, it's too far because because our dis our distances are just a bit different. We live on a small island, and if we're going to travel more than yeah. about forty minutes, we go, well, that's a long way. So um, yeah. you've got to be careful. Cause I, oh, I, I agree with you. If, from my house, if I travel forty minutes, I'm I'm actually half an hour into the sea, so I don't want to do that. Um, so but mm. um, but you know. How how are you feeling about the fact that people are coming all that way? How do you not fall into the trap of letting it inflate your ego? Well, to be honest with you, there's it's twofold. One, I have people in my life, my wife and my mom, that keep me. I'm gonna tell you, they keep me humble. And then they, and then the second thing is with all fear and trembling. I feel like people coming that far makes me like. You know, and like that's going back to that story. I told you my favorite Bible story is about the John the Baptist thing is that like I have to be OK with God, like even if this is just the only time this ever happens or something like just giving it to God fully and just remembering it, it's all about him. And I know in my own flesh and my own strength, I can't do it. Like I literally know I'm not the most if maybe if I was the most talented guitar player player and most talented singer of all time and most I maybe I would feel like I could do it on my own. But I truly like feel like every night, like I'm literally there. I'm like, Dad, I need you tonight. Like I, they don't need me. They need you. And so I definitely have this like nerves. And but my mom's always told me like, you know, which I really always appreciated when I'm like, Mom, I'm like really nervous. She's like, Good. That's a good thing. Like stay nervous. Never get too comfortable because if you stay comfortable, then you, it, it's really easy to feel like you can do it on your own. So I kind of actually lean into that, those nerves and like, I get nervous and I'm like, okay, I'm nervous, but that's good because now I know God can do it. Like I, I'm, I'm not comfortable in my own strength doing it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so. yeah. That, well, that, that, that is probably a really good bit of advice actually. Yeah. Uh, as long as you keep mm -hmm. on pressing into Jesus and asking him to work through you and meet people, what, what more can people ask for from you? That's absolutely that's right. So uh, going back though to, to the growth of things and on, you're an independent artist but but on on social media 
you're getting quite a following. And on Spotify, I can see that you got, well, nearly, nearly quarter of a million monthly listeners. That's a big number. So for an independent artist, in fact, that's more than people who are signed. Um, let me ask you, how have you built that number? Uh, well, to be honest with you, if you would have asked me, if you were to look at that a year ago from today, I was about at uh, two or 3,000. So, you know, it, to, to be completely honest with you, it's just by listening to God. Um, I mean, it's been the last three songs is really what's done it. And it's because I, those three songs, I really felt like over just a long period of time praying uh, what God wanted me to do. Because to be honest with you, if you if you would have asked me a year ago what I want to be, I'd be I was like, I want to be the next worship leader. I want to be the next Phil Wickham. I want to write the worship songs, you know, and that's kind of, and that's good. Like I love worship music, but I really felt like God was like, you know, and I list, I just sat and I, with my guitar and I listened to like, and for a while I was just like, God, I want to be a worship leader. And then I think he was just like stirring and stirring in me. He's like, I want to do something new. I want to do something different. And so he kind of just brought out, I love telling stories. I've loved, I mean, I love telling stories and I've loved songs that tell stories. And, and so really once I started leaning into these songs and not the truth, be honest with like not trying to become somebody I used to want to be, to make music that would get me signed to a label. Like I wanted to make songs that'd be like, this would be good on the radio. This would be good on a worship team. But then the moment I stepped away and I was like, I'm going to do what God wants. Like I'm going to, not that those songs were bad at all or were against God's will, but I leaned into God, what songs do you want me to do for my generation for now? Like for what do people need to hear? And um, to be honest with you, and on the half of it's also, it's just God's timing. Like God just was like, this is the time for this song. And, you know, and I guess it's kind of, but all, on like a, you know, more practical scale, it's just been posting on TikTok, posting on Instagram really mainly and just clips of my songs and people have just grasped onto them and it's just kind of grown from there you know wow well if it, if it was two or three thousand a year ago and now it's approaching two hundred fifty thousand monthly listeners that's phenomenal amazing growth and uh Absolutely. And god being in it is is super cool so we've got another track and you've mentioned it a little bit called fishes and loaves Tell us all the story about Fishes and Lows, why you wrote it, who it's for, what you hope to achieve with it. Yeah. I mean, so to be honest with you, this song, I wrote it um, like three or four months before I got married um, with Trinity. And I'm like a very, you know, I, I, I was very worried about, well, I was a musician. So going back to like, you know, half quarter million monthly listeners at the time of this, I had you know, I just released I Am Barabbas and it, I was probably at like 30 or 40,000, which is awesome. But for me, I'm like, you know, I'm like, God, I feel like you're calling me to do this full time music ministry. But at the same time, I feel like you're calling me to um, to marry Trinity. And I don't know how I, to be honest with you, afford it. I don't know how I could eat. I don't know how we could like afford it. All the numbers weren't calculating in my head. And I really didn't know. I was like, really, I have a finance degree. I graduated last year, um, bachelor's degree in finance. And so I'm like, am I going to, I was like totally ready to like get a full-time job in finance and try to do music at the same time. Um, and so this song really just came from a place of like God. I mean, like the boy with his fishes and loaves. I know this is not a lot. I know that I'm not the most talented person in the world. I know that I'm not the best singer in the world. 
I know that I don't have the greatest, like, you know, and packaging it all up and being honest with God, but like, God, I give it to you because it's better in your hands than in mine. And um, so this song kind of was just like uh, that releasing for me is just like, like the chorus just says like, the it's like a raw, honest truth. It's like, God, I'm, I want to, like, I'm trying to let go, but my heart is just uneasy. And I know it's not much, but like, I know that I, I have to give this to you. And so it's just like, God, I give it to you. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like, and it's for, it's really related to a lot of people. I've gotten, you know, um, messages from people like, and it's really hit me home. It's like, and my heart is just like, you know, like people are like, I want to, uh, we were really believed that we're supposed to adopt this little girl and in foster care. And we're having a really hard time. Like, on like, what if they, that she gets like into another family or it's like, and I, my sister, she's adopted. And we were in a very similar place like that. And, these people are like, but your song helped us give it to God. Like you serve him anyways and give it to God and like stuff like that. Those messages and stuff. That's why I write me these songs. I don't write it for sure. Being creative is cool and writing really cool guitar leads and doing really cool, fun stuff like that is cool. But it's second to serving people because it's like, even if it's just that one family and that one family has a song now where their heart, like they, maybe all their problems aren't fixed, but then now they have this like understanding that they gave it to God that like, that's all you could ever want. So yeah, that's all this song for Trinity. It was like her releasing. She moved from Iowa to Florida and that's, and that's kind of when she goes and preaches, she just tells her testimony that like it was hard. It really is. She loves her family. She has a great community and, but she really felt like God was calling her to move and she didn't like it didn't make sense in her mind and she didn't feel like it but she said god i give you all my fishes and loaves and i do it uh, i did it so i think a lot of people and i think anybody can relate to that i think everybody's giving something to god in some place in their life we've seen the rise the lame man arise so i walked up to them and i Fishes and Loaves by Josiah Queen, and we're so glad that Josiah is with us here on the Artist Interview. Thank you, Josiah, for all you've shared so far. Um, you know, if right now, if you're happy to, it'd be great if you could pray for listeners. Absolutely. Dear Jesus, we come to you right now, Lord, and for anybody that's listening, Lord, I believe that there are people that are, you know, might be holding on to something. God, I pray that right now, Lord, that they give it to you, Lord, they give all that they have, all their trust, all their anxiety, all their stress, all the good things and all the bad things, Lord, I give them, I pray that they give it to you, Lord. I pray that you would give them peace in any situation, in the se- in any season of their life, Lord. I pray that they would feel your presence. Lord, I pray that they would hear your voice. And Lord, I pray that they would come to a full understanding and a submission to your will. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So uh, just like you talked a bit about your journey and you talked about your life in church and also a little bit on the road. What do you think sort of the next year has for you? What's your what's your plan? What's your heart for that? I mean, to be honest with you, it's um, it really I think it's just still serving the people around me. Um, so going to church and, you know, still serving on my worship team and serving where God has me there. And um, and also I'm really focused on these shows coming up and 
you know, I, I'm, you know, but I'm coming and going to Nashville in October in the first week and we're going to write and, you know, um, we're going to record a Christmas song I wrote. So there's a little plug on that, you know, maybe people in the UK get the inside scoop, but yeah, a Christmas song. What, 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 what's your Christmas song called? It's called Lowest of Lows. So Lowest of Lows. And I, I, does anyone else know that? Uh, I, I've showed, my, so I played it at our church last year and everybody like at our church wanted me to record it and wants me, they asked me all year, even not in Christmas time to record it. And I've always said, I said, uh, growing up, I do not, I'm not a Christmas music fan of myself. And I always said, I will never release a Christmas song. I am not, I do not want to do that. And here I am. So, yeah. So you're going to Nashville. So are you, uh, the, you're going there to do a writing session, did you say? Oh yeah. I'm writing. Um, I got a, a friend of mine. His name is Jared. I've been, um, we're, I'm recording with him. I've been recording with him. All the songs I've ever released, I've recorded with him. Um, you know, even, you know, so he's been a really close friend with me and he's helped me grow and learn how to like, you know, the writing and recording process. So I'm writing with him and recording with him, but with a couple other writers and, you know, in town, some really, you know, really awesome guys that I've written with before and some that I haven't. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. Um, yeah, so that's the first week of October. So when you're recording stuff, where are you doing that? Yeah, I mean, they have, um, uh, to be honest with you, in the past years, people have switched from like these big studios you see in the movies to like home studios. I mean, my friend Jared, he has a like a tiny home. Have you ever seen you seen those? They are like honestly little shacks, like or like they look like um like a shed, and you know it's really nice in it. And we record in like this tiny home. And so, yeah, it depends. A lot of people do it maybe in their house. Some people do it in tiny home. Nowadays, with technology, you can do it anywhere, really. You can, I could do it right Okay. Because so. when, when I was listening to some of the tracks, you've got some really nice arrangements and some strings going on and things like that. So mm. how are those being produced on the on the tracks then? Because I, I, in the back of yeah. my mind, I thought, oh, there's some, some people there who like backing you up like, but if you're in a tiny home oh yeah no we um do it all different times so like we'll record the drums separately normally you start with like a guitar so i will track the whole guitar for the whole song and then i'll sing over it as like a scratch vocal so it's not like the real vocal it's just so you get the dynamic of the song and then you add stuff so then you add the piano and then you'll add like these things separately and then it kind of all comes together and when it's all come together, you do the main vocal, like the one you're going to use. And then you add elements. And even when I'm in Florida, I'm not there. I'll, they'll send me something. Can you add this for this part? Can you add this type of instrument here? And they'll, we'll kind of work on it from a distance. So yeah, it's, but every process is different. Okay. And are they real instruments? Yeah. Or are they just... I use, so some people use different, um, I pretty much everything I've been doing lately has been like real instruments as far as like the electric guitar, acoustic guitar. Um, one of my songs has a banjo on it, real banjo. Um, but you know, the pianos a lot of times aren't like a real piano. It's just like softwares that people like make that mimic real pianos. Okay. So yeah. yeah, but a lot of people in the electronic music they use synthesizers or you know like not real stringed instruments. But that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm recording in a, in a tiny home. I can see you getting a grand piano and there might be hard but you can certainly yeah that would be that'd be a little difficult you can synthesize <laughs> it. And if it was a grand piano you probably have to put it up the wall sideways or something like that and then it'd be yeah that wouldn't work too well no so don't do that so um is there someone particular that you'd really like to collaborate with and make a track with someone you said 
Yeah, if you if you could do a track with anyone, oh my you've got to be goodness. alive. You're not allowed to do something. On my bucket list. So in the UK, do they have a bucket list? You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, we do do bucket lists. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just end up. Just check. So, like, I mean, like, I dreamed growing up of my two favorite songwriters um, were really got the first one to get me into songwriting was the guy named Joel, Joel Houston from Hillsong United. And, you know, growing up, he was like the guy I, I watch all of his interviews, all that. And then uh, Phil Wickham. I still love his stuff. I love Phil Wickham's music. So, him, you'd be, I would love to, you know, even just write with him. So, I guess those are the guys I like grew up. You know, like studying, like how they wrote music and how, you know, it takes to be that, to make that many good songs, you have to have like a special gift. And so like definitely just like re listening to their songs and like understanding like what makes them good. So I would, those two, I think would be my top two right now. Uh, I I can't sing. I can't make any music. But if, if I could... I think Phil would be on my list as well because he's just such a lovely guy. A lot yeah. of fun to be with, but also just really just wants to share Jesus with people. So, so when he came to the show, he chatted about uh, when he just happened yeah. to go into a shop and then there was a lady there and he shared just the gospel message with her. It was just beautiful. So just he's, he's not, he's not uh, just about on the big stage. It's just uh, about that's all his life is he just wants people to know yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, man, I would love that's That's a, that's a dream of mine, you know, riding with him one day. So we'll see you. We'll see. And 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 what worship music are you listening to right now for yourself? Not 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 your own stuff. I mean, when you're sitting down wanting to worship, what what, what are you guys putting on? Me and my wife right now are we love this song called. Um, you probably know it. it's like an older song. Jesus at the center of it all. Oh yes. I don't know. We we even when there's no music on the car, we'll just start singing it. For those people who don't know that uh, song, maybe you could just acapella a bit of it right now. Oh boy, no! I, like, I don't want to mess that song up. Oh yeah, you, sh you, sh you should do the Josiah Queen version of it. Oh man, I don't, I don't know if I'm yeah. doing, dude, I don't know about that. <laughs> but that song is is amazing. That song, it's a fantastic or, song. Yeah, I would say that's probably the main one I've been listening to. Um, here, I, I mean, it sounds like I said, like older music, like right before I, my show in Muskegon. I grabbed my guitar in the song, Here I Am, the worship. I started singing, you know, here I am to that song. I just, those, I mean, even the older songs, I've just been loving those ones recently. So They're great tracks. And actually, I think I've seen this a bit more recently. A number of the festivals I've been at over the summer of old songs coming back and being, being refreshed and just yeah. going... I love this track. I haven't heard it for like 20 years and suddenly here we are with like thousands of people singing it and I'm going, <laughs> it's just brilliant. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, and I guess I'd like to also know about some of the lows that you've had in your life um, because there's always disappointments. Have there been some things which just haven't gone to plan and you just had to go, Jesus, I don't even know quite how that all happened. Help me in the middle of it. Oh, I mean, Yeah yeah that's pretty much life i feel like it's like ups and downs but um i mean i could go into a couple of things i mean one of the biggest things in my life where we felt that disappointment and stuff was with um you know i was talking a little bit about adopting my little sister is like we uh, just i'll i won't go into it too long but you know we she was a foster child in our church and she was really really young and my mom and my dad really felt God at the same time was telling them that she was, we we're going to adopt her. And, and I, as an even young kid, I was probably 10 or 11. I don't, um, I really heard God's, I heard God's voice saying that, that she was going to be my sister. 
and um that all the adopt adoption agencies and stuff they're all like it's impossible and my mom went on the phone call with one of them she she literally said there word for word i was there she said well it's going to take an act of god for you to have this little girl and you know um and so it was really tough i mean they literally told us we there is no and we we fostered her and she was in our home and they literally they sent us a letter saying that another family was going to take her and that they it's pretty much already finalized take her and pack up all of her stuff she's gone on this day and for my family that was really hard um just to let go of that and but then um my mom like only knew her birth's mom's name and she went around driving every she knew like she worked at a tanning booth and she went into every tanning booth in all of this county to try to find her and we um we adopted my little sister and um but even after that a couple of years later she um had a, a massive stroke or seizure sorry it's not stroke seizure she had a massive seizure and she literally died in the middle sorry, of the your, your, your little sister yeah so I, now mind you m half a year after we adopted her so half a year we just and then my whole family like she just literally like had a had a seizure no one knows why we don't even know to this day why and she literally died they, she stopped breathing they were like what is you know like she, they told my parents like they got her you know, breathing again. They're like, she was, that a it, hosp was she in hospital at that point? Or? She was in a hospital yeah. and they resuscitated and they're like, you know, she might live through the night maybe, but if she, she's probably going to die. And if she does live, she's going to have severe brain damage and there's no way she's going to be able to function at all. And hearing that as a little kid and trying to understand that, you know, in that was honestly for my family, like one of the, the hardest seasons of our life and I was just a kid, you know, and um, just seeing how fast life can like go down like that and go up. But, you know, God literally, you know, healed my sister and she just woke up the next day and she was fine. And they they were like everybody was kind of in awe of it. They were like, there's no like we don't even know to this day how she got sick or how that happened or how she got better. And but, you know, she's still here. She's a pain in my butt. She's my little she's 13 now. And. But she's awesome and she's she's amazing but she's a huge testimony in my family's life yeah gosh well that's an extraordinary story and and actually I, for people in the uk i've got a friend who um had fostered uh, a beautiful little girl and they've been fostering her and it initially they thought it wasn't going to be very long but then it went longer and longer and longer and it got to about the two-year mark uh, and they said they wanted to to adopt but they were told no you're not allowed to if you're fostering you can never adopt and they're like well yeah but she's been with us for two years now it doesn't make sense and the um and the agency was saying uh no we're going to adopt her elsewhere she's going she's going really soon elsewhere and so my friend i know he's he's really believing god that god's gonna step in on this uh, so he actually took uh, the authority to court um and wanted the court so he paid a lot of money uh, mm. to get this done he wanted the court to say what's actually best for the child rather than so you got your rules but your rules seem nonsense in this case mm -hmm. and uh, actually it, after after a lot of a lot of stress i think it would be fair to say the court found in his favor and they wow. said clearly you should adopt this child the, the our, our policies don't hold up in this case so so found against the against the the, the government and uh, and he got to keep this beautiful girl and uh, wow. she's such an amazing part of the family so awesome. so sometimes it seems that everything can be stacked against you yeah. uh, but but with prayer and 
God's intervention, things can certainly be changed around. Like like yeah. you experienced with her waking up the next day being fine. That's mm-hmm. an awesome story. So thank you. What, what would you say her name was? Her name's Marianne. Marianne. So, wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. So um, you've got more shows coming up. Yes, sir. More music because you've got some Christmas music coming, which you got to make sure you let us know so we can play it on our station here. Come I, the will, first of I will. December. So, so that'll be good. Uh, are you going to be doing continuing doing singles or do you think you're going to do an album or what's what you you're thinking? Know, now? Um, right now, I think uh, my goal was a like a single a month and then, but I'm really feeling like maybe at the beginning of next year, I'll uh, maybe like an EP, you know, like a shorter album or something, or maybe a, an album. So, We'll see. I would. I would love to. It's. It's been my dream. I haven't done it yet. Is to release a bigger project like that. So, definitely soon. Oh. Within the next Could- year, hundred percent. But hopefully, in the next six months. Sounds very cool. Sounds very cool. So, if people have enjoyed what they've heard of you so far today, how can they connect with you? Where, where's your website and all the rest of it? Yeah, my website. I mean, you can check out my website, JosiahQueen.com. You can listen to my music at you on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. You know. Pandora and anywhere you can listen to music, you just look up Josiah Queen and my music will be there for you to listen to. So that is brilliant. Okay. So we've got one more track to hear from you. It's called The Prodigal. Tell me all about that. Oh yes. That's this song. I mean, for me, I very easy for me to write slower songs. And but you know, I really just wanted to write a song that just is really one of the really hard messages. I have is like this world is not my home that type of feel it's like this place is just like a tent like it says I believe in first Peter it says this world's just a tent and you know and we have like the promised land and so the idea behind this song is kind of just like you know the realization that we don't need you know I don't need money I don't need fame I just want what takes me closer to Jesus and and um yeah so it's really just on that and that um, that pre that pre chorus. I don't want to lose my soul. That that part that you'll hear is like really kind of blew up on Instagram um, and on TikTok, and people really like that. And I think it really embodies a the radical like younger people like my age. They, I think there's just a rising up of people that don't want. They want to just say the most. They want to say radical things and they want to follow Jesus radically. But they want. So this song is like a fast song. It's fun. But it's it's not you know it's it's a radical song about like I don't want anything but Jesus and so yeah that's the song um, and it's very fun it's fun to play live I mean I if you ever do look on Instagram or Facebook you should look at it I've been posting videos of playing it live it's super it's it's a lot of fun to play live and everybody's jumping and celebrating it's awesome.
like the prodigal. And that was The Prodigal by Josiah Queen. What a lovely guy. I really appreciated chatting to him. You know, you might want to support his ministry. Go and listen to his music online. Uh, maybe uh, go onto his shop on his store on his website and buy some merch as well. Uh, and follow him on his social medias to just see what else he's doing. And also make sure you catch that Christmas song. And of course, there are many other artists and interviews for you to listen to. Just go on your favourite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview Podcast. It's the one with the red logo. And do us a favour, subscribe, maybe review it, share it with a friend. We want it to bless as many people as possible. Thanks for joining me, Gordon T, on The Artist Interview. I look forward to being with you on the next episode. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.